0: everyone this is kim and welcome back for episode five of our tabletop rebellion podcast we are halfway to double digits well you know
1: i'm always happy to be here and help you out
0: because he otherwise i kick him out of the room that's next to us no i'm kidding we really do have fun doing this for you guys so thank you for tuning in listening hope you guys all are doing well Uh, We've got a special treat this episode for you. So a little bit later in the show, we have an interview with Pablo from World Shapers um, to discuss their now-funded Kickstarter curator. So we've already posted about this game on the page. We're really excited about it. We're backers of the game. Um, I was able to interview him late last week. So at the time of the recording, the game had not actually funded yet. And uh, we kind of make a joke in the interview (laughs) that hopefully by the time we were posting this, the game would be funded, and it was the very next morning that I got up and saw the announcement from them that the, the game had funded. So congrats to them. It funded in two or three days, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, it didn't
1: take very long at all.
0: Um, And we'll get into a lot more details of the game, but this is one I'm certainly excited for. It has really cool mechanics. So please you know, stay tuned, listen through that interview, and definitely check out their Kickstarter. You still have plenty of time to back it. It's a great price point. Um, and they're still targeting um, about a year from now delivery, and they tried to pad some numbers, so it could even be sooner than that. No guarantees, of course, but uh, definitely a really cool game. So around the house here, we've been uh, checking out this and that.
1: So since we aren't, we weren't able to uh, actually meet up with our, our friends and continue our Charterstone Stone game. Uh, we were, uh, we actually uh, purchased the digital version of Charterstone.
0: We did. So that actually puts us in technically three start Charter Stone campaigns right now. Yeah. Uh, two of which I guess you would call them hiatus. Right. <laughs> um, that's a really cool app though. I I'm, it is. I'm impressed with that app.
1: Yeah, it's a very uh, it's a very pretty app. All all the graphics are uh, very well done in the same style as the game itself. Yeah.
0: And I I'll be honest, we I don't have app versions for the majority of our board game collection. Because, quite frankly, I already have it in board game form. <laughs> um, right. But it's in the times that we're in now, it's certainly been something to kind of catch your attention going, oh, maybe I should check that out. So, our friend had actually said, hey, you guys want to give this a try? And we thought, oh, what the heck? Why not? And it was, I had a lot of fun. Um, yeah. it, it had, I wouldn't say that, it doesn't have a learning curve. That's not fair to say that. But it takes you just a second or two to kind of get acclimated with where everything is.
1: Right. I mean, it's not a board game, so it's not everything's out where you can actually touch it. So it's a little bit little bit different, uh, you know, navigating menus to take a look at the different cards. Remembering
0: and... to hit the checkmark button when you're yes, done with your turn. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Jim may be checkmark button challenged a little bit with this game, but we were sitting next to each other on the couch and were kind of devoted to that round anyway. So, you know, I can just kind of nudge him. At the time that we were playing that, we were all kind of engaged at the game at the same time. Right. So now we've started this next round and it's, well, this could be, I can see why some of us, another group of ours kind of go, hey, so-and-so, it's your turn in this game and it takes a day, a day or so for somebody right, to take their exactly. turn. exactly. Um, By the way,
1: it is your turn. It
0: is my turn in Charterstone. Turn. Um I guess I'm going to have to get on that. I can't make fun of you for not hitting the green check mark. If I don't take my turn. But, so, I guess that opens a question of what other games have lent themselves to a digital form that you found to be engaging and fun to play?
1: Right. Yeah, and obviously we like Charterstone.
0: So, I do have Star Realms. And I've had that one for a while. Uh, I played it pretty heavily for about a month. Yeah. And then just stopped. Because I'm really not somebody who plays a lot of games on my phone. But it would sure be, you know, snooping around Facebook and... Getting on True. Kickstarter too often,
1: <laughs> spending more money that way.
0: <laughs> so I don't know. I keep finding on Facebook. I keep finding miniature market deals, and our 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 local FLGS has now started offering online orders.
1: Right, they are doing, uh, yeah, online ordering and shipping.
0: Yeah, so that's dangerous for me as well because they're my FLGS, and I still want to support them. So, um, but yeah, if you guys have some digital games that you like to play. Um, Mention them in the comments or shoot them over to us and maybe we'll give a few more of those a try.
1: Speaking of Kickstarter, Gameland Games just released uh, a statement stating that they are on track for an August of 2020 ETA for Tiny Epic Dinosaurs.
0: Oh, I'm excited for this one.
1: Yeah, this one looks good. This one looks like a, a...
0: Like a mini version of Dinosaur Island or something.
1: Or Jurassic Park in a small box.
0: Yeah, I was pretty intrigued by the Kickstarter. I mean, we like a lot of their games. If I look around the shelf, there's a lot of GameLand, Tiny Epic Games sitting around here. Um, Nothing has quite beat Tiny Epic Galaxies for me yet, but this is one that I am kind of excited to see. So August isn't that far away.
1: No, it's not. Not really.
0: That's kind of Cool. Well, flipping gears just a smidge to just what's new on the channel, so you guys know what to check out. We've had a little bit of a busy week. We usually try to space things out at a <laughs> appropriate intervals, but just a lot of things happened all at once, and that's okay. That's just more content for you to come check out. But we did post our review of Food Truck Frenzy Rolling Right, so that is now up on the channel. So you can head over, or you can head over to YouTube and check it out if you want to see a live playthrough of that game. That is also still up on our Facebook page.
1: Another thing that we did was a live stream of the 100 Tori
0: really like this game
1: Yes yeah, um, gorgeous artwork, uh, very simple tile laying mechanics and pathfinding. So anyone familiar with Carcassonne or Isle of Sky will get a get an immediate feel for that
0: yeah or we mentioned lanterns from lanterns, Renegade games right um, It has kind of a mechanism where you you're getting some sort of I don't want to say prize. But you're you're collecting something as you place tiles that match.
1: Right. Yes. Which
0: is kind. Of, but I feel like uh, the 100 Tory takes it takes that type of game, what Lanterns is, to the next step. Yes. I think it's a little bit deeper. A
1: little bit yes, a little bit deeper than Lanterns.
0: But we we really enjoyed it. We played it at two players and it scaled wonderfully well.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Uh, you can play up to four players with this. You just change the number of tiles that you have out in the game. So, with four players, you're playing, I think, with all the tiles. We With two players, you're playing with 12 less tiles. 12
1: less tiles, yeah.
0: So, at three players, there's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> you're taking tiles out. And there's a single player option as well. There's a solo yes, option in that there game. there
1: is. So, if you're one of those that are away from your gaming group, the 100Tory, you can still play that game by yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. So, if you want to see... We're going to have a review of that one up before too long as well. But in the meantime, if you want to check out our live playthrough... Uh, we've got a few photos up on the Facebook page as well, just to kind of show off some of the detail in that game. Cause like you mentioned, the artwork is just gorgeous.
1: And, uh, the 100 Tory actually shared it on their Facebook page Yeah, they as have well. a Facebook
0: page too, so you can certainly, um, give them a like. This is from Pencil First Games. Yes. Um, they really put out some stellar games. Herbaceous. Yeah. Yeah, that is another one of their games that I know is really popular. I have not had an opportunity to play that one yet, but seeing the quality of game that came out of the 100 Tori, now I want to see what else is in their library to check out because that's just a really well done, well thought out, well boxed game. Uh, So that one goes on. You can get it for pre-order right now. Uh, I thought I saw that that was like a...
1: I think they're looking at sometime late spring early summer for for an actual release i
0: think so when i was kind of looking at it but man this i can't wait i honestly can't wait till we get to play it again
1: yes that's it's a fun game
0: yeah that's one that it's i'm like ooh, let's do that again
1: and it's even though it is um kind of a simple tile layer there's still there's still some brain burning going on there's
0: some good decision making to be had in that game um i mentioned in the playthrough and i'm gonna mention it again i know Zeke garcia of the dice tower did not love this game and i cannot disagree with him more on it. I don't find it p- to be difficult to locate where the icons are. I feel like you are still making good decisions trying to find the blessing. It's not just a, oh, I'm just going to throw my tile down over here. I really have to think through my decision on where I'm putting that tile. How it impacts me now and how it impacts you later. Right.
1: Yeah. And you want to make sure that your path can, can extend out and not loop around on itself or end prematurely because the longer paths... Get you more opportunities for points.
0: yeah, well, and we found that too, that we created accidentally uh, and it just kept benefiting the other player constantly. We had this gauntlet of Tory that everybody was going through, and you just kept stacking out we kept stacking our other tiles onto it and went, whoa, I'm giving my opponent a lot of right like, a lot of points. Oh, okay, I need to change that strategy a little bit because so we finally looped around a little bit um and to me that shows my decisions impact me and you
1: yes and the other side of the uh the other side of the board had been um it kind of looped around, so there wasn't a whole lot of play options there. Mm-hmm. so we were kind of forced to go onto the one side with yep. all of the different Tory gates,
0: and you have all those different helpers, and you have to decide do I spin my icon or my little my little bits now and get a helper, or do I save those to try to get more points? I don't know. I think that game has lots of good decisions to be made in it. It does, and I think there's plenty of there to offer for somebody who likes a deeper game, and lastly, coming up, just this week. Hopefully, uh, I'm not 100% sure this podcast is going to post before it happens. It'll be about the
1: same, around the same time. Yeah, so
0: if it doesn't, be sure to go back to the Facebook page and check it out. We are going to do a live chat and walkthrough with one of our favorite designers, Sepi Yoon, who is with Fight in a Box Games. They just launched their Kickstarter for a deluxe edition of End of the Line, which is an absolutely hilarious, like, apocalyptic-themed game. But if you know any of the titles that Seppi has done, there is this fun it's
1: very, very lighthearted <laughs>
0: lighthearted twisted I lo- I like his little, little twisted little twisted sense of humor. we love Squirrel or Die which has some funny twisted humor right. in it. Um he did Hedgehog Hop which really just has it's, it doesn't have as much twisted humor in it. Yeah,
1: that's more cute.
0: Yeah. Uh Processing has yes. some other wonderful twisted humor in it, so I am beyond excited. To talk to Seppi. If you've ever had a game demoed by him, you will remember it. Because he does such a great job. Um, he's such a charismatic person. So we're really excited to have him um, on the show. Well, on the, on the stream, I guess is better right. to say. And by all means, definitely give that a watch. And then give their, their Kickstarter uh, your support. Because I think that'll be a really fun game. Almost, uh, it almost kind of balances with stuff that's going on right now. In a weird and twisted sort of way. Uh, But with that, let's go ahead and get to our interview with Pablo. Like I said, he is with World Shapers Publishers. They currently have their successful Kickstarter curators uh, live right now. So definitely, you know, take a listen to what he has to say. But please, yes, treat yourself and go check out this Kickstarter. Well, I am excited to have Pablo Jomer here with me today. We are going to talk about Curators, uh, his new game that is on Kickstarter right now, and I want you to hear this interview, but also go back this Kickstarter, because I already did, and I cannot wait for this game. So, Pablo, thank you so much for being on the show. We are so excited to have you here.
2: Thank you, Kim, for having us.
0: So I guess first like I'm going to go just straight out on the gate where where did the idea for this game come from? Um if you can't catch it by the title, you are a museum curator, which is my secret dream job, which is why I'm also very excited about this game.
2: Well, I think uh, it's a pretty long story, but uh, I'll try and keep it a little bit <laughs> You're short. Fine. So, uh, so uh, we actually um, Uh, met Jacob like one and a half year ago and uh, he introduced us uh, to the game and at that point it already had the the museum theme Uh, and the reason for that was that uh, he really likes Indiana Jones and so he called the game uh, something like uh, that belongs in a museum or something like that Uh, and then uh, well we started developing uh, that game uh, after we had kind of gotten the rights to it uh, and we have been developing it ever since then together. So the museum theme was kind of already in the game when we took over uh, nice. and started like making it what it is today.
0: Uh, I love that it's that has that Indiana Jones kind of feel to it. That that's super fun. We all love. I love it. That's probably one of my favorite franchises. So tell us a little bit. I know you guys did a ton of playtesting, and you've also won some awards. So I kind of want to give you a chance to – I want to hear about those.
2: We started out – we have a a pretty good playtesting group over here, and that's where we actually met Jacob the first time. So we tested his game, uh, and then uh, I asked him if I could take a look at it and maybe make some changes. Uh, And so Tuve and I uh, made some changes. We presented them to him. That was, I think, uh, about one a year ago or something like that. Uh, and he really liked uh, what we had done with the game. And so we played had studied a lot in the group that uh, where we started uh, out. Um, and after that, we have gone to like several local conventions. We went to Essen. Nice. Uh, and we have like always tried to playtest it with uh, as many people as possible. Then we felt the game was ready we we felt like okay now we have to put it out to like uh, more people so we've always been pretty good at uh, finding people on social me- media that are willing to test uh, games in like an early stage so oh, yeah. we sent out like uh, handcrafted uh, prototypes uh, and got a lot of feedback from that uh, so we had a lot of blind tests done to the game and then uh, i think it was yeah pretty much at the same time we saw uh, that there was a competition uh, called on a podcast called the board game workshop and um, we were like oh we should enter that because we have pretty good feedback and uh, we had also just completed uh, our rule book uh, which a, a student at the university in uh, the town we live uh, actually made her thesis project on our rule book so how it cool. looked really really good yeah how and we cool. were like yeah that was really cool uh she actually uh has a company that makes rule books now oh, uh, wow. called we are knit uh, so uh, so we were, were like oh well this rule book could probably get us pretty far in the competition because it looked really good uh, and it was very well written Uh we entered the competition with uh, like the hopes of being well in the top 10 or something like that and there were over 100 games that oh, entered wow. Uh, and so, in the first round, we were like at the bo- bottom of the uh, of the the people who just made it onto the next round. <laughs> but you still uh, made it. That's what matters. S- yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and we were pretty nervous. We were like, oh, maybe we're gonna <laughs> yeah, get kicked out. But we made it onto round two. And that's when you were supposed to send in the rule book. And oh, after good. that round, I think we were in place number two or something like that for score so we were like oh well the rule book is pretty good <laughs> uh, and we received some feedback on the rule book uh, they also had like uh, over 200 judges so we received like maybe f- uh, from 17 or 20 judges some comments on the rule book yeah that's other- another another good opportunity guy, <laughs> yeah there was one guy who actually said like <laughs> Th- uh, something like, well, this uh, is the rule book of all rule books, or something like that. <laughs> nice! <laughs> so, that makes you uh, feel and good. He asked, yeah, that made us feel really good. And it was like, uh, I, I is it okay if i can use this like when i teach uh, people about uh, uh, how to write a rule book wow and we were like well i don't feel it was that good but <laughs> it was fun to <laughs> to at least get some uh, credit for all the hard work that we yeah. put into that and uh hannah who made it uh, uh, was really happy about those comments as well so we went on to the next round of course and uh well there was i think it was five games in the finals uh, and it was really close but we actually managed to go out uh, as winners and yeah uh, we were really really happy
0: yeah (laughs) well and well to get all that extra feedback on top of all the play testing and then have that kind of vindic you know you're you're validated that hey we 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 have a good thing like this is a good thing that we might have here
2: yeah yeah that made us feel like very very confident uh, that's uh, well we should be ready to Uh, probably send this out to uh, reviewers and uh, in the process while the the competition took quite a long time uh, so we in the process we managed to finish some of the art as well oh great we had a lot of trouble with with artists actually but we managed to kind of finish uh, most of the art like right when the competition ended yeah Uh, so we felt like okay so let's print this and try and see if we can get it out to reviewers uh, as fast as possible
0: well, and I've seen yeah. just from the the videos that I've seen of this game so far, your prototype looks fantastic.
2: Yeah, well, thank you. We were wor- worried about that as well when we sent them out because uh, um, a few of the components are hand cut. Oh wow! Uh, so we we made twenty four uh, prototypes to send to reviewers, and uh, I think I was uh, cutting for more than forty hours <laughs> <laughs> to get a little bit of a hand <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I had to order like some special tools to punch out things as, well, uh, as well. Wow. Yeah.
0: And we and that's one thing I guess we really haven't talked a lot about is how much work goes into some of those prototypes because I think um if people aren't familiar you're a smaller publisher. So yeah. that doesn't yeah. mean you can just print a bunch of of copies of something and then send them off to everybody. How does that process kind of work for you guys?
2: Yeah, well, uh, like for we have actually published one game before, a small card game. And for that one, we actually ordered uh, copies from the Game Crafter, which oh, is yeah. a common yep. place to order things. And the uh, that worked very well, but uh, it's actually like when you order from Sweden, there are a lot of toll charges and also it takes a lot of time for the yeah. package to arrive. So we felt like we had to uh, order locally because we wanted to uh, go live with the Kickstarter in April uh, with the date we had set. So we were like, okay, so we should probably order from a yeah, local manufacturer. We knew a guy that uh, do pretty good prototypes, so we contacted him. But he didn't have the possibility to k- make the different shapes that we have in the game. For this game, we had to like, cut all the tiles and uh, all the oh, circular wow. tokens on, on our own. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of work. Yeah, and, uh, with two kids uh, uh, at home, it uh, it was uh, really really tough. But yeah, uh, so you uh, guys really do ma- have some blood, to sweat, and tears it. in there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there was one day when I sat for six hours straight and oh, <laughs> with a hammer and just hammered oh, out <laughs> tokens. And when I looked at them, I was like. I don't know if this will be good enough quality it looks but it really looks good. pretty good in yeah. the in the videos and in the uh, pictures so I think you can get away with uh, some <laughs> some defects in your prototype exactly <laughs> that yep. can be good <laughs> for I... others trying to <laughs> do the same that we did
0: yep and I most content creators like we're used to seeing especially when it's a kickstarter like this but I mean honestly the the images that I'm seeing it it looks it looks really nice um it yeah. it's very easy to already get an idea of how the game's gonna flow. You already have a lot of the iconography done, um, a lot of the artwork already done. So, what else is there? Like, what what other parts of it are you guys still working on before, um, as the Kickstarter? Well, I guess really is just kind of launching, but as it's moving along.
2: Well, we are hoping that we can have some stretch goals for a few more art pieces we would like to make uh, things look even better than what they already do so that's one thing we're still in contact with our artist emily to nice. make sure that we- that can happen uh, once the kickstarter finishes and uh, we're also working a little bit at the uh, last part of the solo missions
0: oh nice um, because so... this is one to four player. or right this because is this going to have a solo option too <laughs>
2: Yeah, we have made like a solo option. It's not the, completely the same as the game, sure. but uh, it uh, has uh, some similarities. So you're still using the employees and you're still uh, building your museum, but we have made it more like a puzzle. So you have like a, a certain number of uh, moves each for each mission, and then you have to achieve some objectives. Ooh. So it's a little bit like a puzzle, and I think it works really well. And we also made uh, recently added like a. a different tire levels so you can like uh, retry a mission to get more stars oh that's Uh, yeah and uh, some of them are pretty difficult to uh, get three stars on so uh, i think i think it's really fun actually we are having a lot of fun developing it and we're trying to kind of make each mission have like a little twist or something that makes it like a little thought puzzle yeah that's Uh, great so we got them about halfway uh through the, the the missions that we are thinking of uh, including, well, we have about five or six left oh, nice. uh, to complete. That'll be a fun element to uh, that game, and... I
0: think. And it's always nice to have solo play, but that'll be a really fun element to kind of have those little missions to go on.
2: Yeah, so far we only received the one review of the solo uh, uh, missions, and it was very positive. So I, I think we we will probably do a bit of more blind testing as well Yeah. Uh, before we like finalize it uh, once we have completed all the things. Uh, but I want it to be like a, a really fun experience, and uh, I might even publish like is some additional solo missions online after nice. we finish.
0: That would be really cool. So, we'll see. Now, where did, did what the, this mechanic of with your employees where you have to flip that tile over and really plan out what move you're gonna make next, or kind of be thinking two moves ahead so that you're flipping the right employees? What I, I'm curious, what that br- what brought that was that already in the game when you first checked it out, or is that something you guys kind of added through playtesting? Yeah, I that was that like the
2: main thing that we loved about the game when yeah. we first saw it. So I don't think uh yeah, Jacob was aware how good that mechanic was when <laughs> he showed it to us, and uh, he was actually like uh, just starting with the designing games. He had been. He had a lot of friends who designed games, and okay. uh, he loves games. Uh, so, this was actually one of his first designs. Uh, Pretty good. And, uh, <laughs> I was uh, yeah. I was really amazed when I first tested it. Like I didn't know him at the time, and so I wanted to kind of like yeah. Uh, talk to him about uh, like maybe publishing it something with that mechanic or yeah. doing something together or stuff uh, something like that That's and so clever. he seemed to be thinking the same as well so <laughs> it was actually he who c- contacted me nice. i think for the, f- the first time and asked me like uh, uh, if we would publish it so yeah uh, and we've been working very closely together with everything regarding the campaign i've been more like focused on the art and, uh, like, uh, making contacts and everything that we already had from our previous game. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we've been, uh, like, uh, editing the details of the contracts and how much points everything should have together, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Oh, I'm certainly starting to see, like, I can see the news starting to spread, you know, kind of across social media. Is this popped up, you know, we saw you and then it's, I see other people talking about it now and I see it popping up in other game groups and that... It's fun to see that excitement start to build because you guys are really close to being funded right now.
2: Yeah, I mean <laughs> we never expected it to go this fast. I mean, we were a really small company and our last game, uh we well, we took put put some money in from our own pockets to kind of uh, make it happen. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, when it sold out, we had some money to finance this campaign, but we were still like uh we had about 150 backers uh, last time oh, okay. for the total of the campaign. And I mean, I think we got 150 backers in the first yeah. hour for this one. So we were a bit overwhelmed and we're really, <laughs> yeah. really grateful for all the support that we're getting. And I I still can't believe that we are almost funded after, well, less
0: than three days. Yeah. Uh, so we definitely still have plenty of time, which is exciting. And well, and right now it is kind of hard to run a Kickstarter because with everything going on in the world, you're not, you know... Our, are some people who want to contribute not able to and that kind of stuff so it's exciting to see it's got a great price point anyway so it's very exciting to see and I'm hoping that maybe even by the time you people might be listening to this you guys could be funded we're recording just a couple days before uh, podcast release so fingers crossed that I can edit this and say hey it's funded now
2: (laughs) well that would be great (laughs) (laughs) because
0: I'm a backer I want to see this game funded too so I'm telling everybody about it Um, Cool. Well, it's, thank you for that. <laughs> it's such a clever mechanic. I love this idea that the, of how the tiles are kind of laid out in that circular fashion for the pricing. I think that's really clever.
2: Yeah, and that was uh, Jacob's idea as well. We originally had uh, like a market which was more like uh, the one that is in the solo game, okay. uh, which is less random, uh, but you could like buy any tile you wanted. Uh, and that played very differently. I, I mean... You'd think that it wouldn't be all that different, but it was like it, the spiral made all the difference. I can, yeah, uh, because you now have to like think of the right moment to uh-huh. buy your game, uh, buy your tiles, and also like in the end of the game, it will be much more of a race to uh, kind of like who will take the last tile and when will the game end? Will mm-hmm. it end now? Can I like try to get some more out of uh, my employees before the game right. ends? Right.
0: Yeah, when we were kind of watching through one of the playthroughs, I thought, that's I like this. Because you can't just, somebody can't just come in and buy whatever tile they want. You have to really think about when's the right time to, to go after that one. And I like that I have my little secret objectives. So with my secret objective, it depends on maybe I, I, I don't want my opponent to know that I really need that specific tile to complete it. Um, I like that. That yeah so it can layer. be a little
2: bit like a, a tension like uh, should i get the one that i really need right now and like have to pay some money or could i uh-huh. wait and maybe someone will take another tile and the one that i want is cheaper uh-huh. later on <laughs> so yeah i think that that makes for some tension yeah uh, and uh, uh, you don't it's wanna... also like be- because it's random it's also like an aspect depending on how it's uh, laid out you you have to kind of analyze what type of game it's going to be. Yep. Uh, that's nothing you can do on the first like uh, playthrough, but like when you've played it a few times, you will see, like, okay, so there's only blue at the end of the spiral. <laughs> I'm going to have to think a little bit about yeah. this.
0: <laughs> and I, I really think that leads to replayability with it, too, is because if that's, I'm always hopeful, well, maybe this time, like, it, you're right, it'll kind of change how I have to think through each time i'm playing that game depending upon what's available to me at a at a cost that i can afford starting out and then as i earn more income
2: yeah I, I, re- I really like the spiral and i mean it didn't have to be a spiral it could have been like straight but the spiral fits pretty well on the table yeah uh, and it's also like uh, uh, if you play a four player game uh, you have to like uh, pretty much uh, room on the table mm-hmm. so it's really nice like as you remove the spiral, your museums are growing, and so <laughs> you will get the room on the table spiral yeah, so well it that's, really that's adds to good. the table
0: presence, like you know what I mean like it, yeah. to me that catches your attention just a little bit more if I'm at a convention or I'm walking by or somebody else is playing it, that's gonna catch my eye, like wait a minute, that's a little different what's that what's that game over there? So yeah, it's always yeah, I, fun I,
2: I think that's a great aspect as well. <laughs>
0: it's always fun yeah you definitely want like hey look at look at me over here you want a copy of this game too don't you
2: yeah let's hope it works out like that that's uh, (laughs) the
0: i certainly (laughs) hope so great (laughs) so now what and i have to ask this so of the game what's your favorite part of it
2: I think the mechanic is uh, really, really good, uh, but I'm also, like, uh, from developing the solo missions now, I'm yeah. also, like, really excited about that part. Uh, it, it works out really well. I'm, I'm excited about both things, and also I think uh, how we kind of made the art, like, uh, fit the game Uh, a lot more Mm -hmm. like with the little line that you're forming and that you have your own like entrance tile and stuff like that yeah i'd really like to see like uh, some different art for each of the uh, museum tiles but we'll see if that's doable it it may be uh, too high cost but it would be a cool stretch goal
0: oh absolutely yeah and just hearing you talk about them, like, I can tell you're excited about, like, those missions and stuff, just hearing you talk about them. And then that, in turn, makes me excited. And I don't even play solo games very often, but I'm like, now I want to try those missions. They sound really fun.
2: Like a, Maybe a gateway thing for solo players as well, yeah. because the missions are pretty quick. So it's not like the hour-long uh, solo uh, experience. It's more like a uh, 15 minutes, and the probably you won't finish them on the first run through so yeah. you will have to do it once again and for 3 stars you might have to do them twice again so you can just like jump in quick and do it uh, do a little mission and then while well, you can continue with the next mission at another time so
0: I love it we have a friend who is very big into solo gaming so this is one anytime I come across a game that has like a cool solo I'm like hey you need to t-. I'm always kind of poking him and he tells me to quit helping him grow his board game collection but i enjoy (laughs) helping him grow his board game collection um and then like right now you can almost kind of play we're we're finding fun ways to play remotely so if two people have a game we don't live super close to each other we're finding new ways to do that so i need him to also back this game so we can play he can play solo and then we can play it together like on on zoom or something yeah cool (laughs) So what are you thinking like with everything going on? So what you guys are aiming for like an early 2021 delivery if I remember correctly. Like a, like about a year yeah, from now. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, we have about a year from now and I think that's a lot uh, because of the uh well the pandemic so yeah, uh, makes total sense. Uh, yeah, we're a little bit unsure about uh, how how it will affect things so we added some extra time just to be sure yep. that we can deliver on time and i think our last game we actually delivered like two months ahead nice. uh, so we will see uh, the original plan was to deliver in december but i think i i don't want to make any promises about that oh yeah i don't <laughs> blame it, you at all. i think cool.
0: that's yeah yeah and right now it's it's very uncertain and honestly with a lot of kickstarters even before a a pandemic situation in the world would still take close to a year to deliver. So I think you guys are doing a smart thing by adding into it. And it's like I said, it's awesome to see a prototype already as far along as what you have, which hopefully makes it a little bit easier. I'm sure, you know, going through a Kickstarter and the stress kind of comes after you're funded, like getting, getting funded is stress. Number one. (laughs) Getting it to that point and getting funding and then I'm sure stress number two is really now getting all those parts together and delivering the game.
2: Yeah, I, I don't remember it uh, as <laughs> it was like that for the last campaign because most things were finished like when we launched. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think we're pretty good In a good state for this uh, campaign as well. I think, I mean, we know the game. Uh, We don't uh, feel like there's really any need to make any changes, Uh, well, apart from maybe adding more art and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, And uh, we also have like uh, most of the art uh, done, and we could really uh, probably just push a button and start manufacturing it. That's exciting. Uh, So uh, that
0: helps too, getting through the art, because I know some other campaigns that like that we've back before art has been something that has really kind of dragged out a campaign so it's it's nice that you already have that a lot of that already behind you
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, we have uh, uh, all the art for the game in the current state is finished, and uh, so really what we want to do is just add, like, uh, over-the-top more things uh, that could make the game more pretty. Uh, So we could probably, as I said, like, just push the button and send it to the manufacturer, well, (laughs) as soon as we're funded. Uh, But... uh, I think we want to, like, uh, make this really good, so uh, let's hope we can get some stretch goals yeah, in absolutely. so we can, so, <laughs> so we can uh, develop it a, li- a little bit more.
0: Yeah, even your even the box art, I think, looks so good. The box is so eye-catching, and it has such great colors on it. Um, every time I see it popping up, like, just, just the image of it popping up on social media, it immediately catches your eye. So... Well, I'm hoping well, that's I keep fun sharing to hear. it I, I do. I'm like, man, that box it looks so good <laughs> every time I see it pop up. Um and I think people I
2: will send have... a link to the podcast uh, to Nicholas who made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he will be really happy. I just yeah. I,
0: I really do like it. Um and so I hope I hope other people see it that way too, because it's it's not just that it's new, even before, even after I just you know, just started seeing it pop up, I went, Man, that that art really catches your eye, which I think is great. So again I'm I'm excited to see it popping up in more and more of the board game groups that I'm in as more people yeah. are starting to discover it. So I hope you get to see this nice domino effect of of it just starts to swell up and more and more people are, are finding this game.
2: Yeah, we saw we saw some of that uh, today, but uh, I I really hope uh, that we can uh, also make that translate into people who are backing the game. Mm-hmm. So we've seen like some uh, like chains where people are like calling out each other, and I I think that's really good. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. What w- board gamers are very good about, like like I am with my friend, like calling on our friends to help grow their game collections too.
2: <laughs> yeah, we have quite a quite a stock of games over here as and well. And it goes, "You have to get your own copy
0: because I'm not sharing mine, so you have to get yours."
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's awesome. Well, I'm super excited to see this campaign. I I feel very good. I th- I think you guys have a winner on your hands. I can't wait to see this funded. Is there anything else that you would want to share for world shapers or for the campaign, anything else that you want to get out there to the the listeners and anybody else that's, that's tuning in?
2: Yeah, I think uh, there's one thing that, uh, well, it's not very clear on our campaign page either. And uh, it's uh, one of our goal with the company is to kind of uh, try and make like uh, a positive influence on the environment. So we're, using sustainably sourced paper and we're also trying to kind of minimize the amount of plastic that we're using i think uh, uh, we hope that it can make a little bit of an impact for the environment and i i hope that we can like inspire some other people to do the same that's fantastic i love that you guys are doing that that's really cool i think it could like make a difference if everyone would uh, like uh, uh, at least uh, use uh, sustainably sourced paper that would make a really big difference because Absolutely. i think we're i th- i tried to make a calculation of this actually i don't remember the the actual numbers but i think it was like sometime uh, something between five thousand and a hundred thousand trees <laughs> well it's a pretty rough <laughs> uh, yeah. figure but uh, yeah. uh that uh uh, is used every year like in the board game industry so uh so it could make like a, a pretty big difference if uh, people move over to that and i think uh, yeah. uh, many of the manufacturers are actually moving over to that so you if people just ask for that it doesn't cost very much more five to ten cents more per uh per game so yeah. it's i think it's really worth it uh, yeah absolutely so yeah.
0: no that's awesome i love that you guys are doing that that's amazing
2: yeah i think uh, i think like uh, it's uh something that we care uh, a lot about
0: well pablo well l- yeah good luck with everything keep us we'll have to touch base again of course once this is successful and it's funding and and once we get copies in our hands we'll share photos so if you don't want to be jealous of all of our photos when we receive this game then you need to go out and back this kickstarter so that you don't miss <laughs> out
2: well, thank you again, Kim, for having us. Really, really nice to talk to you.
0: Yeah, you too. I'm so yeah, glad cool. that our paths have crossed. And
2: and keep a lookout for the stretch goals. I think uh, yeah. uh, they will be pretty exciting. So
0: That's cool. Awesome. Well, good cool. luck to you with everything. And I'll let you get back to the rest of your evening because I know it's kind of late there. So we're just... Yeah, I'm going to go to bed. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for your time again. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, thank you. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Jim, again, I'm sorry you didn't get to join in. Um, Pablo is actually located over in Sweden. So they are a small publishing company that's located many, many hours away. So coordinating those times had to go around kids' bedtimes at his house and work schedules here. So we were able to tuck it in in a nice part of the afternoon uh, last week. And he is just a pleasure to talk to.
1: Yeah, sorry I couldn't make it. Sounds like a fun interview.
0: So there's a few things that we are excited about. I am changing this segment just slightly to spare my bank account. <laughs> um, but I'm fi- we're finding things that aren't necessarily just on Kickstarter that we think you guys should know about and have an idea of what's going on. So one really cool thing um, that has come up is Arena Games, LLC, has basically come into existence as wanting to become a board game company. So we have our good friend Wade is kind of heading that full steam ahead. And what's really interesting is he's documenting this process kind of through his social media channels and on his website. So not only is this company kind of growing, but you have an opportunity to watch how it happens, which I think is kind of unique. Most board game publishers we know are have either been around for a long time, or maybe they're smaller publishers, but they already exist.
1: Right. This is a good way to see from the ground up. Yeah. How a board game company can get started.
0: Yeah, and so I had worked with Wade uh, previously on the Chance Cube channel, so I'm real excited to see this endeavor for him. Certainly, give them a follow. It's Arena Games LLC. You can find them on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, you can also subscribe to their updates on ArenaGamesLLC.com. So that's A R E N A Games LLC. Uh, so their updates, they're gonna have. Progress on games that are currently under development. they were going to have practical discussions about just managing a small business. So even if that's something, if you're thinking about starting a small business, maybe it's not even about board games. You may find some of that beneficial. Uh, So give them a follow. Uh, Check that journey out. I know we're going to be following along too. I just think it's a very unique opportunity to kind of experience a board game company kind of coming into existence. So that's pretty cool. So good luck to them and all their endeavors with that too.
1: We talked earlier about um, playing remotely um, in this time of self-isolation. And so um, something that the City of Games has done for Isle of Cats, one of their most popular recent games, is a way to play online where as long as one person has a physical copy of the game, they can um, stream that so that multiple other players who don't have a copy of the game can still play
0: yeah, so they have this edition, this app that you're going to be able to use and join in. Um, so then we purchased a copy of Isle of Cats so we could play.
1: And it. we haven't had a chance to try it out yet. So keep in touch. We'll uh, we'll keep you updated.
0: Yeah, we'll share some of that over on social media. And as we happen, and I'm sure we'll talk about it here on the podcast too. Isle of Cats is honestly a game that I've been wanting for a while because I love those spatial tile. Oh keys. yeah. Oh, Tetris on a board's like my, my favorite thing.
1: Like Baron Park, Patchwork.
0: <sighs> it makes me really happy. So I've been eyeballing <laughs> this game anyway. So I, it was inevitable that we were going to purchase this. Now seemed like a great time. Again, we have our friend Rob, who is kind of our guinea pig for remote gaming. And he all I basically had to say was, hey, if I buy this game, will you play it remotely with us? And he was totally on board. And I'm kind of thinking maybe one of these days, if you guys are listening and interested... We'll find ways that maybe we can open up these opportunities to play with some of you, right over on Facebook. I think that would be a lot of fun, um, just to connect. Again, we love bringing people together through games, and this just seems like a really fun way to do it. And we
1: can we can do different ways. Um, We're still trying to feel this out. Maybe we can.
0: We have to work. Let us work out a few of the kinks with people who already like us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so we're thinking either um, through Zoom or. Teleconference or
0: some teleconference system or something.
1: Or... Yeah. Although,
0: if you guys know me, if technology is involved, I will somehow find a way to goof it up or have something remotely insane happen. 100 Tori playthrough, for example. Um, So
1: maybe that means Tabletop Simulator or Tabletopia is out.
0: I don't know. We're going to try it. Like, (laughs) uh, the um, Curators has also mentioned that game is now available on Tabletopia. Um, And they have offered to at least... You know, give us some comments and some pointers as we're playing. So that's another one I'd love to try and bring. But again, let me work out all the digital Kim hiccups, as we like to call them, (laughs) in the background. But if that's something you guys are interested in, certainly shoot us a message on the Facebook page. Leave a comment. Um, We'll find a way to make that connection if you guys want to hang out and play. Sure. Um, In the same breath, I guess we should have talked about Charterstone. And with this, but we were excited about Charterstone. It's fine. It's still my turn, by the way. Alley Cat Games is another publisher who is getting on board with trying to help people game with their friends and whatnot during this time. So they've released several of their titles as free print-and-play files, and then they have a couple of games that they released remote rules for. Now, I did look into Chocolate Factory is one of the games that they have remote rules for, which we own, and I got super excited. But the rules indicate that each player has to have a copy of the game. Uh, So I'm going to read through them a little bit more and see if there isn't some way that we couldn't possibly find a way to do that but I, I just need to read through their their remote rules a little bit more dice hospital is the other one that has the remote rules for it uh and then some of their print print and play files is welcome to dino world as well as cat cafe i think just one might be included in this but i've got excited about chocolate factory um and so just one is included in in like their press their kind of imagery of it but so double I check think, that don't quote me that just one is out
1: there. i think just one is one of those types of games that lends <laughs> that itself it well to mm-hmm. um remote play anyway yep. a lot like um code names sure yeah which
0: i've seen a ton of that right yep. so what other good stuff you got
1: um well we have one for some of the heavier euro gamers um capstone games I like them. in partnership with i'm probably going to butcher this Foyerland lunch spiel um, and they are going to be releasing a uh, reprinting I should say English editions of Gaia project Ooh. Terra mystica and Ooh. all of their expansions in time for holiday of this year oh I
0: did see that it was going to be the holiday I know right. what I want Santa to bring me <laughs> but I don't know which one of those I like but I played Terra mystica and I really liked it even though I tried to learn it at 11 o'clock at night after playing lots of other games. <laughs> So it took a while for it to click.
1: Probably not the best time to learn that particular it's not. game.
0: But this is really cool because Terra Mystica has been really hard to get. Oh yeah, for a really long time. Um, and my understanding is they play very similar, but of course the Gaia Project is more space theme. I I don't I don't need both. Right. But I would like one of them, and I'm not sure which one.
1: Well, then Terra Mystica. I want to double check that. I think Terra Mystica has more expansions.
0: Well, it's been around longer. It has. But this is really exciting. Capstone has had a really nice partnership with them, and it's been going on for a few years now. It has. They're truly doing an outstanding job um, with bringing more of their games, you know, kind of over to us. And, for example, it was fairly recently announced, too, that I recall that they're going to produce uh, together New York Zoo And that's a...
1: That's an Uwe Rosenberg game.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm real excited about that one, too. It looks really nice. Oh, yeah.
1: You get Capstone together with Uwe. uh...
0: Capstone really does make beautiful games. Right. Their component quality is very high in all the games that I've seen of theirs. So I expect nothing less from these two reprints for sure. Absolutely. Now, I wouldn't be me if I didn't have at least a couple of Kickstarters to tell you guys about. But I've toned it down just a smidge. Um, although, out of these, I've already backed one of them and maybe the other, so we'll see. I say that maybe Jim doesn't hear me. Um, of course, End of the Line, uh, the deluxe edition from Fight in a Box. You're going to hear a lot more about that on the live stream with Seppi, so I'm not going to go into a huge amount of detail on that one. Just check it out. It's super fun. Um, I love his humor. Uh, of course, Curators, which you just heard about in the interview, that is one that we have already backed. I dig the mechanics of that game so much. I wish it was already out. So certainly give that one now that it is funded. Um, but there were there's one other one that we saw that I haven't funded yet. But it's pretty unique. It's pretty cool. I think you thought so too.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, when you told me about this, I looked it up. And this definitely looks like something that I would want to, to back. Uh, it's a game called Canvas from Road to Infamy. Mm-hmm. It's a card building game using uh transparent plastic cards so if you've played gloom or mystic veil it's very similar yeah Um, yeah
0: and it was that was such a unique dynamic when mystic veil brought it out and even really with gloom but boy does it lend itself to this to this type of game like it's very clever
1: right yeah and the uh the transparent cards each would have like a small part or an element of Mm -hmm. a of a painting or a picture And so you would pick and choose the different transparent cards, put them into a clear sleeve Mm -hmm. to create a unique painting.
0: Right. And I forget, when I read through it, I think on there, there's, I don't even know how many different unique possibilities to create paintings. Which is pretty cool. To me, that at least lends itself to a game that's got some longevity in it. Right. But they're like tarot card size cards. And I think they even come with the sleeve, so that way you have... Um you slide them all together and then you present those ga- those paintings for like ribbons.
1: Right. And that's going to be based on cuz like each of the cards is going to have a series of symbols down at the bottom mm-hmm. and which ones you place where in your painting will, will cover up or expose other symbols from the other cards in your painting. Yeah. And so you use that to um, gain your ribbons to be able to get your points. It's yeah. and it's simple enough that I think this could be one another gateway game.
0: I think so. I mean, you're looking at it, I don't know, you have this cool imagery cards like in games like Dixit and things like that, and yeah. I wonder if this would be as easy to pick up and learn as that particular game is.
1: Well, and part of the appeal is if if you're playing with somebody who's competitive, they're going to try to pick the elements that are going to line up the best with the symbols at the bottom mm-hmm. to get you the most ribbons, to get the most points. But you also have the people who just want to make beautiful art regardless of the score.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And that can be very easy with with just these different elements. You got background cards that are opaque, and then you just kind of build on top of that using these clear acrylic with it's really different neat. elements on them.
0: And this Kickstarter right now, one, has a great price point, I think. Oh, absolutely. To get into the game. But it has some really cool upgraded components if you want to go for like the deluxe edition, or, or I'm not sure if that's what they're calling it. But there's some cool little painting easels, there's some wooden chits that, that are upgraded on it. There's some. And, and they're not that much more. And I think for someone who likes to bling out their games, which is us, um, I think it's a really cool added to it. Do you need them to play the game? No. Well. Maybe the, the little easels, <laughs> which you could probably get in a craft store, if I'm being 100% honest. Yeah. Um, but to, then, then this just makes it an even better price point if you don't feel like you need all the added components.
1: And for, for something like this, the all-in, they call it best in show. It's only seventy five American dollars. Now, as far as Kickstarter goes, that's that's the deal.
0: Oh yeah, with all, because that also includes an expansion, if I remember correctly. That
1: includes a mini expansion, the upgraded components, and you actually get your name printed on the back of the box drawer. Oh, well,
0: that's kind of cool.
1: So, a little no, bit no of
0: a little mean, bit of customization there. That's true, and I think, but the step down from that has pretty close. To, I mean, that's like the everything. I think lower than that, though. I think the fifty dollar ish range.
1: It's forty nine dollars. The only thing it doesn't have is your name. For eh, twenty five
0: bucks, I'll remember my name myself. <laughs> but but some people really dig that, oh, and absolutely. it is still a unique opportunity Oh, yeah. To be like, and here's my name on the box. Right. I know that I was excited when we got unfair in, and my name was just printed on the outside box that it shipped in.
1: Oh, the actual shipping box.
0: I get it. That's totally cool. But check this one out too, because I think this is a unique game. This isn't like something that most of us have on our shelves.
1: So yeah, Canvas by Road to in- Road to Infamy.
0: Well, that's about all the news that's good to print for this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We have a lot of fun making these podcasts, so we hope that you have a lot of fun listening to them. Uh if you think if if we're always looking for new ideas uh, on what to do as a topic. We've got a few already lined up with all these different games around on our shelf. Uh so we'll have more of these wonderful things coming to you soon. Looking for more guests. Uh, maybe I'll give Jim a break every once in a while and bring in a different co-host. We'll see he's pretty fun to co-host with. Uh, but again, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to check us out over on social media to see what we're up to, what kind of games we're playing, see what new stuff we might be live streaming. Uh, feel free to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel as we get more content out there. We'd love to have you as a, of we'd love to have you as a subscriber. And in the meantime, you guys all stay safe and we'll do our job of bringing more people together one game at a time.